listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia from Hobart, Tasmania every weekday at 9am and of course on Tuesdays we have Gary Webster in the studio with us. Welcome Gary. Jason, good to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming in and uh, it's great to have you here. And of course if you're in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday uh, and uh, in particular Gary Webster on Tuesdays. So I'm your host Jason Cook and uh, Gary's going to be continuing his program Lifetime Search with more fishy stories and other unbelievable Part 3. We've had uh, two previous episodes on this topic and uh, today is another one, but uh, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, Gary, you've been a Christian for many years and I'm just wondering if you'd like to share with our listeners how it's helped you to follow the teachings of the Bible. Oh, good question, Jason. Look, I think the biggest thing that I've found, well, there's four big ones. One is the peace of mind that I have that I didn't used to have, especially when you sense that you know, your stuff from the past is is forgiven. <laughs> yeah, that's been a tremendous thing for me. I can sleep like a baby every night. <laughs> mm. The second one, I think, is a purpose in life. I, I have a purpose in life. I sense that God has a plan for my life. So that's been a that's been a tremendous help. The other one is is hope for the future. I used to be scared about many things. You know, worried about a range of issues like death and wars and sickness and. Mm. I guess viruses in the past, <laughs> but I sense God's in control. I don't. I don't need to be afraid. He's in control of my life, and He knows where we're headed. So that's. The, and I think the other one, Jason, is following the teachings of Jesus and the Bible has given me direction and a guidance in, in, in life that I never had before. Gives you a framework too, doesn't exactly it? Exactly, yeah. it does. And Gives you I, something solid to stand on. Yeah, so it's been a great journey. Mm, awesome. Well, today uh, you can text us in. We've got uh, some free offers. We've got a book later coming up. Uh, if you've got any comments or feedback, you can text us in on our Tassie Encounters number. That's 0488880891. You can write that down. Put it somewhere, save it in your phone, wherever it's handy, 0488880891. We'd love to hear from you. Now today, Gary, more fishy stories and unbelievables. We've been yes. uh, covering a few of these. We have. Uh, wh- what have you got We're for us today? We're taking stories from Capernaum. Jason, before we go on, I was just thinking about what that question you asked me. I thought it almost sounded like I haven't had any problems. I certainly have. Yeah. Uh, but God gives you a way to handle them that you never had before. Because yeah, we've had some really tough times, mm. even as a, a believer. But God helps you to get through it and to keep your head. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Bible doesn't really promise us a, no. a, a, an easy life. Quite the opposite, actually. I think it was uh, Malcolm Fraser who said, was it uh, life wasn't meant to be easy or something? <laughs> but but uh, God doesn't promise us an easy life, but he does promise uh, many things and a he hope did. for the future. So. No one was more calm than Jesus, but he had a lot of problems from people. <laughs> yeah, he did. he did. All right, back to the fishy stories and the unbelievables. Yes, well, these are all coming from Capernaum, except one today but it's connected uh, with what we're talking about. Uh, Let's go to Luke 5. There's a fascinating story that comes out of Capernaum. I mean, Jason, when you read this, I don't think you would have chosen this guy to be one of your close followers if you were Jesus. Have a read verse 27, chapter 5 of Luke. This is a fascinating one. Yeah, and this is talking about Matthew, the tax collector. Mm. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up and followed him. Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house. 
and there are a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And their scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Interesting story. Now, Levi in this story is Matthew. Matthew, the same yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, just a couple of different names he's got. <laughs> Jason, you notice, first of all, it talks about tax collectors. What is a tax collector? Not like the, you know, the guys who work in the tax office for the government. These, these guys were, they were hated by the Jews mm. for, for very good reasons from their perspective. Number one, they were really traitors. I mean, they collected taxes for the Romans. But they were Jews. But they yeah. were Jews. Yeah. I mean, so they're considered traitors. They were because this is a foreign power that's dominating us, and you guys are running around. But on top of that, they added extra for themselves on top of what Rome wanted from w- them. Were they meant to add extra? Well, yeah, they could. I mean, you've got to live, but they were exorbitant. Right. That's why some of them were pretty rich. Yeah. And they had to do it. I mean, the people can't argue. They're collecting taxes. So they were not exactly liked by the people. But it's interesting, this guy was liked and loved by Jesus. Mm. <laughs> um, what fascinates me about this story is the guy's collecting taxes and Jesus walks past and says, follow me. Mm. Now, on the job, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at the tax office, it says. And then it says he, he left everything and rose and followed Jesus. I so mean, <laughs> It doesn't even say he handed in his resignation. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. But he I just, assume he did. <laughs> yeah, he just got up and left yeah. and, and followed Jesus. You know, what, what I learned from that, Jason, is the strangest times and and places that Jesus calls people to follow him, mm. you know, at work. What if Matthew had said, uh, "Nah, look, it's not quite convenient right now. I've I've got a, I've got four hours more work left today," and uh, but it doesn't say that. Think about Peter, James, and John. They were on the job fishing when Jesus called in, didn't they? Mm. And they left their nets and followed him. Mm. Uh, I remember it, it sort of reminded me. I was studying to be a doctor. Um, doing medicine at the WA Uni when I sensed God's call to be uh, to change direction and be a gospel minister. Um, yeah, the call comes at different times and different places. I remember also a few years ago we were in Western Australia living there and got a phone call one day says, oh, we want you to come and live in Fiji and be a teacher. And I thought, ah, oh, man, never had that on my horizon. Never, I was never interested in going mm-hmm. to the Pacific Islands, not one bit. I'd heard of others. But then this call came to, 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 you know, pack up house and my wife says, great idea, let's go. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it was... I, I don't I, know how many uh, wives would just do that. <laughs> well, it was, I tell you, what, what we learned from that and other experiences in our journey is when God calls you to do something, it's always for your best and the best of others. And to be quite honest, they were six of the best years we've ever had mm. in working is out in Fiji. And yeah, just just great. But we didn't want to go at first. And, and, but God calls and when we follow. Yeah, so I guess that's the way it was with Matthew. He must have known, obviously, about Jesus, heard mm. about him. Mm. And then when Jesus gave him the invitation, he thought, wow, this is, I'm going to take it. Mm. <laughs> so he, he followed him. Great, a great example. And then what does Levi do? I think you read Levi yeah. gives a big feast. Yeah. I guess it's because, number one, he's sort of thankful for Jesus to do this to him, but I think he's got his eyes on his friends mm. <laughs> because he calls all his mates, and they're all tax collectors yeah. and sinners, that says. Mm. So it wasn't exactly the, the, the you know, uh, it was a lively bunch, all right, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, obviously a, a group of people that he was very familiar with, and yes. uh, and I guess they would have been Jews as well. Exactly in, in his situation. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously you know with with doing this, they were considered outcasts by the mm. by the uh, conservative Jews. But Matthew was so happy that he just you know Jesus had called him out of out of something that was really. You know, he was he was he, rich, but... He probably had a sense that he was doing the wrong thing as well. I reckon he did. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he did. And, and, now to, and, and so Jesus calls him, and he, he wanted to share Jesus with his mates by the looks, you know, mm. so he calls all these, these, these guys together, tax collectors and sinners. Jesus loves to be with people like this. Mm. <laughs> it's a fascinating story, I find, Jason. Mm. So... Uh, are we going to go on to our next story before the break, or have we got more to say about you know, this one? I want to say more about this yeah, one. Okay. What I what I think is important: Jesus loves sinners and likes being with them. You know, because he was accused. Hey, what are you eating with these people for? They're the riffraff, so to speak. And he says, "Well, I didn't come here to to choose the righteous or to you know fix up the righteous." By that, he was really saying to these these Pharisees, "You think that you're good people? Mm. If you were really good, you'd love me being with these people. You because you'd want to help them. I've come to help people, and uh, I love this, Jason, because it means that Jesus calls anyone and everyone to salvation and to service at the same time. Mm. But Amen. I want to I want to raise a story." after the break because Matthew left his tax store when Jesus came by and says, Matthew, follow me. I've got something better in life for you mm. than what you're doing. And just in, in the context of this as well, um, most Jewish young men, uh, they learned the scriptures, didn't mm, they? And they yes. learned to study the Jewish uh, understandings and Torah, teachings. Mm. And uh, and the good ones were chosen as followers of a rabbi. Yes, is that right? Yes, exactly. And, and I guess this is the context of which Jesus is calling Matthew. So it's an honour to him. It's an it's an honour to him yes. to to be part of that. And this yeah. rabbi is doing some pretty big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus is healing people. But Paul, you remember Paul? He's on the road to Damascus to kill Christians when Jesus called him. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, yeah. he was really hell bent on <laughs> killing and 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 you know messing up things. But look. Sadly, not everyone follows him. And when we come back, Jason, I want to talk about a guy um, that could have been really somebody, but he turned it down. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll wait for that story after the break. Um, Gary, what's our free offer today? Uh, we're back to the Desire of Ages. I really want people to get hold of this book, Jason, because yeah. it's one of the best books on the life of Jesus. And really what we're these three programs we're having is we're getting a little picture of who Jesus is and how good he is and what he can do to change and help our lives. Okay, so uh, later in the program we'll give you more information about that and we'll obviously give you the code to get that. Now, uh, just as we go to this song, um, this is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And uh, remember, we'll give you more information about the book after the break. And we're going to come back with another story. We'll hear from you soon. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be to me save that thou art thou my best thought by day or by night 
I must apologise to our listeners, Gary. I announced the wrong song. I was in the wrong place in my running sheet, and I announced what we have, a, what a friend we have in Jesus. But that's our next song. We got that to look forward but to. But that was I? the beautiful hymn, "Be Thou My Vision." I think it's uh, one of the most beautiful hymns. It's yes. one of my favourites. In fact, I think it's my favourite hymn. Uh, in fact, "Be Thou My Vision" by Sila. Um, now, Gary, we've got this uh, next story. Uh, this is from Matthew 19. Yes, well, we mentioned that, you know, Matthew jumped up and left his tax, tax shop behind and Paul was on the road to Damascus to kill Christians and drag them off to prison and so on. And Jesus called him. And now we've got one that sadly talks about not everyone actually responding to the call. But this guy could have really been somebody. Let's go to Matthew 19. I wonder if you could read about this rich young ruler guy. See, he's a young fellow, got plenty of money. Uh, he's actually not in Capernaum in this story, but I wanted to pick it up because of this theme of following. Okay, thanks, yeah. Jason. Yeah, so this is Matthew 19, and we're starting at verse 16. It says, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honour your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbours as yourself. You would call those the Ten Commandments, wouldn't we? Well, that's quite part of it. Yeah, part part of it. Not not all of it, yeah. No, just quoting from them. Yeah. Uh, The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, and he had great because he had great possessions. Mm, what an interesting story, Jason. Mm. Um, 
So we, we can learn a lot of stuff from this story. It's, it's a beautiful story. I like it for a number of reasons. First of all, this young guy really wanted to know how to have eternal life, didn't he? What did you notice he did when he came to Jesus? Well, he said, well, what, what have I got to yeah, do? But not oh, only, and he knelt down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, he runs to him. He runs to him he and he kneels down, which means there's a sign of respect or something there. Yeah, but also sometimes in the Middle East, especially if you're older, you weren't sort of seen running. No, that's right. <laughs> so this guy's desperate almost. You know, yeah. what do I have to do can I, that I can live forever? And the question that I'd have is, is what, what made him think that he didn't? Yeah. Because he'd been keeping the commandments. Yeah, well, we, we, we're going to come to that yeah. because he says something, what do I lack? He senses something's he, he missing. He must have known something was missing. Yeah, yeah. So, but he wants to know, what do I have <laughs> to do? And that's a question many people, what do I have to do mm. to have this eternal life? Now, you, you notice that um, Jesus doesn't actually answer the question. He says, why do you call me good? Yeah. What a strange answer. You know, he didn't just go straight into it and say, well, this is what you've got to do, one, two, three, four, five. He just says, well, how come you call me good? And I've read this story before, and I've uh, I've wondered um, why Jesus answered in the way yeah. he did. I think what Jesus is saying is, he says, there's only one good, and that's God. He's saying to this guy, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. Do you really realize who you are who talking who to? You are talk- I'm yeah. God. Yeah. And, and do you address me just as a good man, or do you address me as God man? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's wanting this guy to think, hey, listen, I do have the way to help you. That's what he's really saying. I who are speaking to you, who are you asking, I can actually I can actually meet your very need that you're asking me. Just mm. think carefully. <laughs> now, notice what he says. If you want to enter life, he says, keep the commandments. Mm. Now, that's an interesting thing because we've come across this question before and Jesus seems to answer differently. How did Jesus answer before, do you remember, Jason, when someone asked? Last week, we, yeah. it says, believe in me. Yeah, right. Yeah. But this time he says, keep the commandments. Mm. Now, it almost sounds like, so I've got to do this, 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 and this. Now, that leads to a question. So why did Jesus answer this guy this way? You know, what's going on here? It's uh, Yeah, I, I, and I'm really intrigued too as to why he mentioned the last six commandments and not the first four. Yeah. But uh, I have thought about that before, and uh, it makes me wonder if Jesus was sort of pointing to the fact that, well, yeah, you can keep the commandments. You can keep yeah. particularly the last six yes. are easy to keep, but... Maybe there was something else missing yeah, in there. Jesus is actually pointing. Jesus is actually, we're going to come to this in a minute. Yeah. But there, are, there seems to be two good reasons why Jesus, um, you know, asks, tells him, keep the commandments. Number one is this. Jesus wanted to show this guy that he was a sinner. This guy thought, I keep all the commandments, he said. Mm. He said that to Jesus. Well, I keep them all. Mm. But what are I still missing? As we said, he's, something's missing. So outwardly he appeared to keep the commandments. That's, that's, that's pretty even to himself. But inwardly, in his, inside he knew something's not, not quite, quite right. right. And Jesus was trying to help him address this issue. Mm-hmm. You see, he was actually breaking the commandments. <laughs> you say, well, notice his, his response. I've kept these things, but what do I lack? Mm. I've been through that myself, Jason. I remember trying to do all the right things. And something was missing. And that's what Jesus is helping us to address. we got to acknowledge, first of all. You remember when Je- Nicodemus came to Jesus? Mm. Jesus says, he, he, this guy wants this as a, you know, we know you're a teacher come from God. And Jesus says, what? You must be born again. Mm. Boom, just like that. <laughs> that set this guy back. He yeah. thought he was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with this guy. He thinks he's, but Jesus wants him to realize, listen, you won't be ready to have this eternal life until you first acknowledge your real need. Mm. 
that you I have a problem. Okay, now, this, you see, the Ten Commandments actually show us our sin, our breaking of the law, and none of us are ready to follow Jesus. So Jesus pulls him up. Looking at him, I love this phrase, looking at him, Jesus loved him. You can almost see Jesus looking at this young fellow, this rich young kid, and looking at him and saying, man, I really want you to follow me. You're going to have the best things in life and eternity if you only follow what I'm talking to you about. He really cared about this kid. Mm. <laughs> it's a great, a great picture. Um, and then he says, this is, this is what you need to do. Sell all your possessions and give it to the poor, and you're going to have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. He was actually asking this guy, he was going, you can be one of my 12. Mm. You can be one of my closest followers if you will just do what I ask you. So Jason, the guy answered, he says, you know, oh no, he went away sorrowful because he had riches. Which commandment was this guy actually breaking that he didn't realise? Well, I think, Gary, as I was saying before, there were four commandments Jesus didn't mention, which were part of the Ten Commandments. And I think this was one of them that he was breaking, which is the uh, the first part of those, which uh, you shall have no other God yeah, before me. Yeah, exactly. He didn't realize that his money was, was, was between him and God. Mm. So Jesus actually touches the spot that if he'll yield to Jesus, this is going to be the way he's going. To, he's saying, mm. you need to say. So this young guy, you know, it would have been better if he said, look, Jesus, you got me here, right? Because I can see now that I really don't keep these commandments. The first one, I, I like my money more than I like you. Mm. I love money more than God. And he, it would have been good if he got down and says, oh, Jesus, help me. You know, please take my possessions away from me so that I can really put God first. So, yeah, that's a, it's a sad thing. But also, Jason, when a person believes or puts their trust in Jesus, they want to obey God's commandments. Mm. So this guy, he was sort of putting the cart before the horse. He thought, if I do this... I'll have eternal life, but Jesus says, no, you must really believe, and when you believe, you'll follow me. That's really what Jesus was saying, trying to help him to... uh... By the way, Jason, you remember the woman at the well? Yes. With Jesus? Mm. You remember on that occasion, Jesus says to this lady, if you knew the gift of God, you'd have asked him for a drink, and he'd have given you living water. Mm. And she said, give me this water. What does Jesus say to her next? Call your husband. (laughs) <laughs> and she says, don't have a husband. Mm. You're an honest lady, says Jesus. <laughs> You've had five of them, and the guy you're living with is not your husband. You're an honest lady. Really what he was saying, lady, you're not ready for this drink of water until you first of all acknowledge, hey, I'm a sinner. And that's exactly what he was doing with this young fellow who thought he was all okay, mm. but since something was, was missing. You know, when uh, Matthew left all and followed Jesus, um, he gained everything didn't he? Mm. He got up off his yeah. tax booth and he became a follower of Jesus. And we actually read a story in the, of the Gospels called the book of Matthew. Yes, This guy's going to have eternal life. But this other guy, young fellow, he said, no, nah, I think my money's better than God. What a tragedy. This guy's going to lose eternal life. It's, uh, to follow Jesus is everything, Jason. Mm. It really is. Um, and and for some people that might sound like a sacrifice, but when we when our heart's in the right place, it's not that sacrifice. No. Yeah. And by the way, Jesus doesn't ask, or ask all of us to sell all our goods and give to the poor. No, no. no. <laughs> but this guy, this was his God. Exactly. He God God knows where our heart is, and exactly. sometimes he uh, he hits the spot that we most um, need to uh, yeah. let go of. I remember that Jason in my own journey. Um, <clears throat> As I said, I was about a 19-year-old student at university. And I I sensed God calling me. 
But one of the first things he did, he says, what about that sport stuff? Now, for me, sport was bigger than God. Mm. I, I would do anything. I, I, would, I would crawl over barbed wire rather than talk to God, you know, to go to a, a game of sport. And yeah. sport was really big in my life, and I remember God pointing this out to me. What was the sport you were interested in? Oh, everything. Cricket, yeah. footy, Aussie rules, you know. Yeah. I just loved it all, and I, would, I was obsessed with it. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with having a game. It's a good thing yeah, yeah. to have fun. But this was over the top. Yeah. And it was more important than God to me. But that's the thing God touched me with. And I remember going out under a tree in our, in our backyard in Perth there that we had. And I, 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 was actually, I actually knelt down and I wrestled with God. And I thought, if I, if I don't give this to God, I, I guarantee I, I will walk away from God. I just knew it. And finally, after a real struggle that went on for quite some time, I said, God, you can have that too. And, you know, I, I'm just so glad. But I can see that was the struggle this young fellow was going with. For him, it was his money. Mm. For someone else, it's their reputation or whatever it is. But when we follow Jesus, we get everything. Mm. <laughs> That's the great thing. Amen. We're going to go to another break. And this time we are going to have a listen to that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. This is by James Rainwater. Jason, before we play that song, can you just hold back just a second? Yeah, here? sure. Just, just hold back a second. And let me tell the story after. Great great story with this song. Okay. (laughs) What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry to God in prayer Oh what peace we often forfeit Oh what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should Savior, you're still our refuge. 
that friends despise, forsake thee, take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield thee, thou wilt find a soulless there. Great song there, Jason, isn't it? What a friend yeah. we have in Jesus. It was actually written by a guy from Ireland called Joseph Scriven. Scriven actually had a fiancé and they were a bit married and uh, one day she went out riding with Joseph. He was behind her a little bit. And the horse bucked, threw her off. She hit her head on a rock in a stream and she drowned. Wow. A couple of minutes later, Joseph Scriven comes along and sees his, his beloved drowned in the, str- in the stream. He was shattered, of course. Mm. He moved from Ireland to uh, Ontario, I think it was, in Canada, and was loved by people because he was always helping people, chop wood for nothing, you know, all this sort of stuff. Great, a great guy. So he found another lady. She was a teacher, and they were uh, they were about to be married when she died of uh, some disease. And for the second time, uh, Joseph Scriven lost his his fiance, mm. and um, you know, shattered, no doubt. But he had a friend in Jesus. His mum back in Ireland. He must have said she was getting old, and he wrote her a little message, and this are the words he said. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. When Jesus asks us to follow him, it's to follow, us, it's to follow him as a friend, mm. <laughs> and he's a great friend. So this is an interesting song mm. that came from uh, Joseph Scriven. Well, Jason, we're... Back to Capernaum. We are. The story begins on the edge of the Sea of Galilee when this is after now the resurrection of Jesus. And um, <clears throat> Peter, of course, came from Capernaum, James and John, so their boats were no doubt there in Capernaum. And uh, Peter says, listen, I'm going fishing. We're, we're supposed to be waiting here for Jesus. He told us to come to this part. And so he's been fishing all night when this story takes place, and they haven't caught Ascaric. They're worse fishing them than, than I am. Jason, remember I mentioned last week all I could catch was blowish? Well, they could catch nothing. So read for us John 21, and let's begin at verse 3. So uh, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved... That's John. That's John. Yep. Yep. So that disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord... Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and he plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits. How long's a cubit, Gary? About from your, your fingertips to your elbow. Right, so, what's so that probably about 250 feet or yeah. something like that. Or 250, no, no, 250 feet. Wow, well, so a bit under that, so 150 feet. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, got yeah. you, got you. Yeah, yeah. multiplying, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> talking in metrics. <laughs> metrics. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, yeah, anyway. Uh, so they uh, they were off the, the shore and they dragged the net fish with them, the, the net full of fish with them. Then as soon as they had uh, come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. And Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. What a fishy story this one is, Jason. Notice, first of all, that Peter, he's an experienced fisherman, and just like happened three and a half years ago, he caught nothing. Remember that? That's how yeah. that's how his that, work started. That was the beginning. That's the beginning. He and now this nothing. is towards the end before Jesus leaves. Yes, before he leaves. Yeah. So I, I can imagine, well, I, I don't know, I, I can't speak for them, but I'd be a bit depressed if I fished all night and didn't catch a thing. Mm. And so, but you notice what Jesus is interested in. He's on the bank, on the river, I should say, on the, yeah, on the, yeah, on the beach, and he calls out, hey, guys, you caught any fish? It's a bit like we would do if we saw some fishermen, wouldn't we? You know, yeah. hey, how many fish did you catch last night? Yeah. And uh, you know, that's a, that's a, I, I love that. It's a picture where Jesus is interested in his kids. He's interested in all of us. Um, good times, bad times, and Jesus helps them miraculously. They catch so many fish, um, and the net doesn't break. It mm. should have broken. They recognise that, but it doesn't break. Now, I mean, I'm intrigued here because when when they uh, were originally called, mm. they were fishing, mm. and Jesus helped them catch a big load of fish. So I think that time the nets did break, didn't they? Or no, no, remember. they were in danger of breaking, right, okay. so they called their mates and they came out they, and filled both boats up. Yeah, but I'm interested here that um, that they were back fishing. Yeah, you know, is that a change from what they were doing when they were with Jesus? No, not really. What's happening here? Jesus says, "I'm going to meet you guys in Galilee." So they're waiting for him. The boats are on the beach, so they just want to do a bit so of fishing. So they go and do some fishing. Let's, let's go and catch that's them. That's their trade. Anyway. That's their trade. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it's no no problem with that. No if worries. they had stayed at it after that, that would be a problem because yeah. he called them to fish for people, but just to go out and have a good catch. Yeah. 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 So that's what's going on. Now, what what's interesting, Jason? Jesus called to them and he says, "Hey, now we'll just throw your net on this side." All right, mm. um, which is ridiculous. What side do the fish mind anyway? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but it was Jesus' words, and so Jesus, just like happened three and a half years ago, well, if you say so, we'll do it. Yep. And when they're obedient to Jesus, what happens? It works. Success, <laughs> exactly. And I think, Jason, that's the thing about following Jesus. We might have lots of fears. We might think he doesn't know what he's talking about. But when we follow him, things work out. I love the secret of the Virgin Mary. She, when they turn, Jesus turned the water to wine, she says, whatever he says to you, do it. Mm. And, and, and we'll have success when we follow his words. Yeah, no question. So Jesus could catch fish when they couldn't. Did you notice that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. At least twice. <laughs> yeah, because when they come to shore, there's some fish cooking already. Mm. And they've, they've been at it all night. So this is no ordinary person, in other words. This is this is somebody different. But I love what happens next. You notice that, Jason? Who does Jesus credit the catch wheel that they've just caught? Uh, he, he, he says, bring the fish which you have caught. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
uh, you know, even I mean, though they were, they were fishing all night and they caught nothing, but but he still tells them that they've got it. They caught a lot, you know, all that that yeah. great catch that you miraculously caught. Bring it, what you caught. Yeah. Oh, I love that. God credits us on many things that really we don't deserve. Yeah, he's a true friend. And then the last one, Jesus provides breakfast. I don't know about you, Jason, but I love breakfast in bed sometimes. <laughs> this guy's got had breakfast for them. Jesus got the breakfast on the beach. Yeah. It's a beautiful. Come and eat. And a fire, fire burning and everything. Yeah, it's, it's just an awesome scene that we see here. Now, Jason, we ought to continue on because the story isn't finished yet. And we'll, I want to keep going with the story because what we're seeing is this is deja vu. As we've sort of seen, this happened, the sorts of things that happened at this time after the, had already happened before. Why does this happen? We're going to answer that question as we move on, but, (coughs) pardon me. Could you read on for us from verse, is it verse Verse 15? Verse 15, yeah. Yeah. It says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Then he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Interesting, this story ends with, Follow me, Peter. Now, what's Mm. going on here? This is rather strange. I think there's some beautiful things that are happening here, which we'll pick up. Some of them we'll pick up now before the next song, Jason. But notice, first of all, it says, after breakfast. Mm. (laughs) So after they'd eaten the fish that Jesus had cooked, and then he says, bring some of your fish, we'll cook a few more so that you get enough. Uh, there's a time to chat about some things and there's a time not to chat. Have you noticed that? Jesus chooses the time to talk to Peter about something because he addresses Peter. Um, Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? What's going on here? It seems to me to be similar to the time when uh, Peter denied him three times. Right. Jesus is 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 connecting it to that. Is he sort of, uh, um, what's the word? Countering what 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 Peter previously did. Yeah, there's a good reason for this meeting, and we'll pick it up more. But let's just talk about the, the three denials. Mm. Remember when before Jesus, when the night Jesus was betrayed, was killed, uh, the day before. On that evening, Peter three times denied Jesus. Mm. Now, be like you, Jason. Everybody knows in Radio Land here on Faith FM all around Australia that Jason's a follower of Jesus. And then one day they hear you saying uh, out. Uh, this Jesus, I don't know him, he's a crazy yeah. fool or something. Yeah. Now, do you think that the, the listeners out in, in Faith FM, Radio Land, would have a lot of confidence in you after that? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think, exactly. <laughs> and so, I certainly hope they, uh, they never hear me say that because yeah. I hope I never ever say that. Of course you wouldn't yeah. say that, Jason, but I'm simply saying Peter yeah. did. Yeah. Three times he said, I don't know this guy. And the third time he actually swore black and blue, good Australian Mm. colloquial language in fact mm. he used I don't know this guy now 
there's a reason why Jesus does what he does, and we'll pick that up after. Yeah. But I just wanted to get us in our head. Peter had really badly let the team down here. Yeah, he had, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's good that uh, Jesus has a solution there. Ah, exactly. He always has a solution. So we're going to listen to this song, "Stand by Me," and it's Malita Fong who's singing this. And that's what Jesus did for Peter. He stood by him. He did. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, we're finishing up our program here today with Gary Webster and we've just had one more fishy story. Now, uh, before we go on, Gary, we have our free offer today, the Desire of Ages. Would you like to just uh, share a bit more about that? Yeah, we've seen this this morning, some stories again from about Jesus. They, they paint a beautiful picture of this person, uh, Jason, this God-man. And there's, there's full of stories of Jesus in this book. And I just would, I, I just love all our listeners to get a copy of that book. It, it'll just, it's so life transforming and so helpful to our everyday life. Well, you can get that book by texting in DIG12, that's D-I-G and the number 12, no spaces, to 0488880891. Now, we've just got a few copies of that left, uh, so please do get in uh, soon and we'll get that book sent out to you. That's The Desire of Ages, DIG12, text it to 0488880891. Now, Gary, before the break, we were talking about the uh, denial that Peter mm. uh, denied Jesus three times, and then Jesus asked him, do you love me, three times. Yes, exactly, Jason. See, so, you know, Peter had let the Jesus down or denied him publicly, and uh, you you can imagine, these are the men, the 12 or the 11 left now, Judas has, has died, he killed himself, but these are the ones who are going to take the good news of God's love to the world. Can we trust Peter? I mean, just look what he did. You can imagine that's in the mind of the friend. So three times Jesus says, Simon, do you love me more than these other fellows do? Of course I do, says Simon, you know. Three times he says. And every time Peter, he asks Peter that question, do you love me, Simon? He says, yes, I do. And then Jesus says, then feed my sheep, means feed my children. Mm. Then he asks him again. Because Peter denied him three times, so three times Jesus is giving him the opportunity to show that not only has Jesus forgiven him, but he's making him a worker still. Feed my sheep, feed my lambs. So Jesus is saying to the other followers who are sitting around the fire, this guy, he messed up, yes, but I still love him. And he's still one of my servants. He's still got a, he's still got a plan for him in, in, his, in his life. And so three times Peter says, yes, I do love you. And Jesus says, then here's your work to do, Peter. So he's really helping Peter to be reinstated, if you would, mm. in the eyes of the followers. Mm. Interesting. Oh, I love this story, Jason, because it shows that even though we mess up badly in life sometimes, it's not over with when it comes to Jesus. He's a true friend. And... And he picked Peter up, and Peter did great work. By the way, you notice what it, how Jesus said what's going to happen in the future. He says, someone's going to take you to a place where you don't want to go. Mm. And he mentions his death. In other words, he's telling him that you're going to be crucified one day. Do you think Peter understood it at that time? I think he had a, a sneaky suspicion because when he looked behind, they must have been walking at this stage down the beach or something because mm. he looked behind and saw John. He says, what about this guy? Mm. Uh, you read that in John. And Jesus says, never mind about John. We're talking about you, Peter. Mm. I'll deal with John. I've got something for him to do, but I've got something else for you to do. And Peter, one day you're going to die for me, and your death will actually help many people to realize what a great God we have. Because Peter was a very faithful man to die for Jesus like that Mm. in the end. So in summary today, what what have you got to wrap us up? Yeah, well, these stories, Jason, when we think about them, there's been some terrific stories. Jesus has power to help us in any need. Remember the story of the demons healing the paralytic, uh, finding the coin in the fish's mouth to pay Peter's taxes. Mm. This is the, the power of Jesus to help us in any need. 
catching fish and so on. Second thing we learn from these Capernaum stories, because that's what they are, Jesus wants to reach people with God's love. Remember the Capernaum on the, where was Capernaum? On the Via Maris, mm, on, on the, the way on the of route. the sea. The yeah. main route, mm. he's, he's picked this spot because he wants to reach the world mm. and the stories will be heard about him. Jesus keeps God's commandments. We saw he goes to church on Sabbath. We mm. picked that up in the first week. He, and he talked about it again to this uh, the rich uh, young ruler as yes, well. Yes, yeah. he told him, you keep the commandments. Because mm. um, when, when we accept God, he writes those laws in our hearts. We mm. wanted to follow him. Mm. Uh, Jesus uh, uh, restored the Sabbath to its right place, you remember. He did these healing works, we, miracles we saw. And, and so it's lawful to do the right thing. Um, Jesus made time to connect with God in prayer. Remember that? Right, rising a great while before day, it says he went out. He had a busy schedule, but he never was too busy to talk to God. Mm. Sometimes we're the opposite, aren't we? We're so busy we don't take time. But Jesus said, no, I'm so busy I can't afford not to take time with God. And then we notice Jason in these stories that we picked up from Capernaum. Jesus affirms people. Remember the centurion? Yes. Well, yeah. I haven't seen such great faith in everywhere. Yeah, not in all of Israel. <laughs> not in all of Israel. He affirmed this guy. I love that about Jesus. Yeah. And then, of course, Jesus forgives people. We just read about, talked about Peter and the paralytic that came through the roof, crashed the roof open, you know. Son, be of good cheer. Jesus has power to forgive sins. And then, of course, we've also seen today, Jason, Jesus calls anyone and everyone. Matthew, the tax collector. I mean, he was a he was a scoundrel as far as the Jews were concerned, wasn't he? Collecting taxes for the enemy, yeah, they yeah. considered him. Now I'm talking about the the religious, the so-called religious people. I think that's something we struggle with as humans. Mm. You know, when we see people who have, uh, you know, not been in a good place in life, and then Jesus calls them to do amazing things. He does, and we sort of think, well, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, but it's amazing how how Jesus can transform oh, yes. lives. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful yeah. because there's no one's beyond Jesus' power to help. Mm. And then, of course, Jesus cares for our needs. I love that about our story today, the fishy story. Breakfast. Jesus has got breakfast on the fire for them. Calls them, come and have some food. And then, of course, helping them catch the fish and. Helping Peter pay his taxes, so catch another fish, Peter. It's it's a beautiful story, these stories from Capernaum that show us that Jesus is a true friend. There's nothing that Jesus cannot do. And you know, Jason, I don't know about you, I don't know about me, I've made some mistakes in my life and I still make mistakes, but I'm so glad that God is patient mm. and uh he cares about us no matter who we are or what we've done. I think he's more patient than uh, than people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People tend to run out of patience yes. after a while. But uh, And isn't yeah. that interesting that this Jesus, before he became a human being, because he was the God who was with Israel in the wilderness, the Bible tells us. Paul says that rock that followed, and that rock was Christ. He's talking about the stories. One of the things it says there in the Old Testament is God is merciful and gracious, long-suffering. Mm. not willing that any should perish in another place. He is a gracious God. Mm. He doesn't love our sin because he said to Matthew, or to that you know, guy, follow me, turn away from your sin. He yeah. often said that, but I love you even though you're a sinner. Mm. But leave that stuff behind. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful stories of Jesus. Well, Gary, next week, what do you have for us next week? Oh, the most miserable sneak you could ever find, Jason. This is a great story, too. But we're going to go back to the Old Testament because, man, when we look at the stories of people, I don't know about you, but it gives me hope. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to pick one of those up next week. Yeah, because there, there are a lot of people in the Old Testament who, uh, again, um, 
were, were recognised as uh, worthy, you yes. know, and, and good people like David, a man after God's own heart, and yet they yes. mucked up as well. They did. But yeah. we're going to see also, Jason, what can happen when when we when we allow God to take control of our life. So it's a, it's a good news, bad news story. Yeah, good. Well, bad news, good news. <laughs> And, of course, tomorrow we've got Raiko Celic joining us uh, with Tabitha again. Uh, the topic of uh, his discussion tomorrow is the Great Tribulation Part 1. That'll be uh, an interesting study. I think he's getting into revel- Revelation, and there's been some uh, interesting topics he's been uh, dealing with lately. So don't miss Raiko Celic and Tabitha tomorrow uh, on his 3MJ program. Now, just as we go out, we're going to listen to this song called The Cold. And uh, I don't know, Gary, can you tell me in 20 seconds, how did you hear God's call? I was through different things. People saying, in, in my case, well, you thought it'd be on this. I sensed my mother-in-law gave me a book to read. And when I read that, I'm God speaking to me through this story of this. Yeah, so it's different ways, I think, for different people. But I knew God was calling. <laughs> uh, here it is, The Cold by Josie and Matt, uh, Matt and Josie Minicus. Sometimes I think I have to be perfect for God to use me. I think I have to know it all, never stumble, never fall. I focus on all my inadequacies instead of what Christ can do through me. I forget to trust and I can't quite see. That God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the call And He'll supply your every need We choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His call No one too old No clay too hardened For our Father to mold He has a place designed for you That no one else can fill And He will give you what you need When you choose to do His will Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the cold And He'll supply your every need We choose to give Him all You can't be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His call So don't hinder God with what you say you can't do. Just be willing and ready to be used. Go where He leads with a heart that is willing. No telling what He'll do through you.
Prescott doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the cold And he'll supply your every need When you choose to give him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies his call No, God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies his call